started. All right, Episode four. Episode series four. two. All right. This is Plain Double Avocado. Yay, you are. I'm Claire Isaac. I'm Lisa Sinclair. And this is Plain Double Avocado. Yeah, yeah, she did. And That's today... Right. We're doing a podcast. Yeah, today on the podcast we're talking about Americans eating off paper plates. Yes. Apparently that's a thing. It is a thing. So wrong. So weird. weird. I don't understand. Mm. We're going to talk about cleaning products. Oh, yes. I love cleaning products. <laughs> so <laughs> nothing makes me happier. Americans wouldn't use them if they're using paper plates. That's right. Um, we're, talk- we're going to talk about identity theft. Oh, yes. We're going to talk about turning your side hustle into a business and why, why it's dangerous to think you have to do that. Yep. And we're going to ask, what song would you like to be cremated well, to? Well, that's cheery. This <laughs> is like, always look on the bright side. <laughs> All right, let's um, go. Okay, let's do it. Let's go now. Okay, well, you go, you go. All oh, right. No, we're going to talk about American paper plates. Oh, yeah. So you have read something that says that Americans, a lot of Americans eat off paper plates. Yes. Now, I don't know why this popped up. I don't know how I've gone down this rabbit hole. But actually, when I was in America last year, on my big trip to America... <laughs> just, hang on. Did you go to America I did go year? to America last year. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think we're very conscious now about packaging and environmental stuff, aren't mm-hmm. we? Mm-hmm. And I was quite shocked. You go to a restaurant in America, and quite often they would serve, like the barbecue places, they'd serve it in a polystyrene box, even though you're sitting in the restaurant. Yeah. And then you'd eat it with plastic knives and forks, which yeah. I found quite weird. But then the other day I was reading something and it was about American, lots of Amer- Oh, it must have been a question on a Facebook group that I must be a part of. I know what it was. It was a decluttering Facebook group mm-hmm. that I'm a part of. <laughs> and it was someone saying, what can I do? My mother-in-law always brings me piles of paper plates and serviettes and I don't want them and I don't know what to do with them. Anyway, then someone said, are you American? And she said, yes. And she said, oh, yeah, I thought so because... I was really surprised in America that everyone eats off paper plates all the time. Not everyone, obviously. No. So then this sent me into this whole thing on the <laughs> internet. <laughs> and I found these all these, like, Reddit, you know, stream things. What are they called? Reddit, you know, what's it called when you have a long list of internet <laughs> chats? Threads. Thread. Threads. God. And a lot of Americans don't have cutlery eat off paper or plastic plates every single day and then just chuck them in the bin. Look, you know, if the world wasn't dying... Yeah. ..and that, that was unnecessary, I can understand why, because you just go, I don't have to clean up, just chuck it all away. That's what they're saying. Yeah. They're saying they makes work, they don't sense. have time to... Yeah, makes you know, perfect sense. Except for the world is dying. The world is dying. But I think sometimes America, Americans can be quite sort of um, tunnel vision and sheltered about stuff, can't they? Well, you know, they have a president like Donald Trump. Yes, that's true. So it shouldn't be a great surprise. (laughs) Anyway, I was just so shell-shocked by this. They have brought in um, bamboo ones now that Mm. are compostable, Mm. but they don't compost with food scraps on. So what's the frickin' point of that? And also... You know, that still requires an, an element of doing something then, doesn't it? Because you yeah. have to scrape the food off and That's rinse right. it off, in fact, probably. I mean, I, look, I'm just, I'm just so gobsmacked by the whole thing. I don't even know what to say about it. I just thought I'd raise the issue. Oh, yeah, I know. I mean, I do think that in a world, in a perfect world, where it didn't, there was, like, you know, no, that somehow it all got zapped and there was no landfill issue or, indeed, any damage to yeah, the environment. Yeah, you'd go there, would you? I can... No, not necessarily, but I can understand why people right. are good. Because if you work in a restaurant and you have to t- take all the plates to the kitchen, yep. wash them all up, 
as opposed to just getting a whole pile of things yeah, and putting them in the bin. Maybe they just sense. set them on fire. Don't know. But yes, maybe they do. Oh, anyway, that's just my little thing. Maybe we should set up a WhatsApp group. Oh, yes. To talk about it. Okay. You like that segue? I do. <laughs> um, are you in any WhatsApp groups? I am. I am. Right. Yes, with friends and with my mother and my brother and my sister-in-law. Okay. Hmm. Um, and are they specific? Are they like WhatsApp groups for, you know, weddings or things? No, one's just like for sharing photos of yeah. the kids from my brother and Oh, yeah, staff. family ones, yeah. And then one's just between sort of a group of us girls just because we just so that we can kind of keep up with what's going on. And stuff. Yeah. But I know people have very specific ones. Yeah, don't they? they don't drive you too mad, the WhatsApp groups you're in. No, they don't. No. no. Um, the Royals have a WhatsApp group. <laughs> Imagine that Do you that know one. that, the Young Royals? Imagine that. Um, Megan and Harry have just left the group. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, but they probably have. <laughs> so indeed, that's not even just a joke. Yeah, yeah. Megan has left the group. Would yeah, be first. Yeah, makes sense. Um, and apparently, the Harry Potter actors have oh, yeah. a WhatsApp that's group as well. Uh, I, I have a few. I've got one with my friends in Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I don't. That's it. I think the only group I've got. The others are just WhatsApp. Yeah, I mean, I, individuals. I, yeah, and I also have some people that I use on. I speak to on Messenger. Yeah. I think um, mums get very embroiled in WhatsApp groups, mm. don't they? With the schools and mm. stuff. And yeah, all and that about kind who of thing. has to take what to what event yes. and all that kind take of stuff. Take a plate. Yeah. Um, I was reading an article and it's got golden rules of WhatsApp etiquette. Yes. Do you want to know what they are? Please do. Well, never leave, apparently. Oh, you well, can mute, then. but don't leave. It's rude. You might as well stick two fingers up. I often leave groups. I do. Mm. I'm probably on messenger groups a bit mm. more than WhatsApp groups, mm. and I leave them because they give me the shit. Well, also, because if you can't go to the thing they're talking about yeah. or you're not involved in the present that you're, you're yeah. buying, whatever, there's no point in getting those things, thousands of them, people going, oh, I can only do 2.30. Can you come in at 4 o'clock? And blah, blah, blah. So yeah. I don't want to know all that. And especially um, when you don't know all the numbers. You don't know all the people on the group. Do yeah, you? and then you get those weird 0411. Yeah, and you're like, who's, you're like, who's that? that? Yeah. Um, and apparently, emojis are your friends. Mm. Um, always remember the safety wink. Oh, yeah. Because jokes don't always translate well. Um, oh, so do it after you've said something that's supposed yeah, to be funny. Right. Yeah, or something that might be seen as yeah. passive aggressive. Right. I think passive aggressive is quite a big problem on, as we know, on text well, and, on, and any kind any of written word. Any written word. Yeah. Um, but you'd know all about that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> um, yeah, I was just quite intrigued by it and I wondered what people's WhatsApp situations were. Mm. WhatsApp. It's funny, isn't it, how things just get, like, mm. big like that? Well, WhatsApp thing. has been around for 11 years, mm. which, I mean, I find that astonishing. But because it's now owned by Facebook, there's 1.5 billion users worldwide... And on New Year's Eve, 100 billion WhatsApp messages were sent worldwide. Wow. That's enormous, isn't it? That's quite large. Well, the yeah, thing about a large number, that isn't it? The thing about million. WhatsApp is, if, as long as you've got Wi-Fi, you can talk to people, can't you? Mm. Like, you don't need to have a phone. Yeah, no, that's right. Well, that's yeah. like Facebook Messenger, same deal. Yes, same, same diff. diff. Same diff. Mm. All right. Speaking of um, paper plates, though, back, oh, to, yeah, the paper back plates. to the plates. Yeah. Um, I'd like to talk about some cleaning products that Americans who use paper plates probably wouldn't care about. I love cleaning products. I do too. But I'm really, and I love them. I go, I like cleaning things. Mm-hmm. I like things to look nice. Mm-hmm. I love nothing more than a nice shiny um, stove top. Yes. But I've been really battling with trying to find um, 
things that aren't bad for the environment, but also actually bloody oh, work. Yes. I'm quite know. into my um, vinegar and bicarb at the moment. Yeah, you made the yeah. one, your homemade one. Yeah, it and does there's work. There's a range called Co. Oh which yes, is that water sort of. And spray. that's all over the internet, yeah. isn't it? That works quite well. I bought does that. It, oh, did you? It does work well, but it's um, isn't it just water and vinegar though? But you get a bit, and you also get like this giant um, kind of thing of it, which you can re- refill your bottle. Right. With. So you have to have a space to do that, um, and it doesn't smell. And I do like the smell of clean. You see. Yes. So that's the problem when you have yes. the new, when all those mm. natural ones don't smell anything. But I found this brand called Koala Eco, and they're amazing. And I got I saw them on. Um, someone, some influencers oh, right. page. And okay. I was you were influenced. influenced. So they're at work, so you should pay them extra, Koala. Yeah. But they're all they're natural. Aussie. Yeah, then they're amazing. They're all natural. And all the pro- and all the products, the bottles, um, no new plastic has been created with the bottles. Yeah. And it's all natural, 100% natural um, ingredients. And does it work? And it works. Oh, and on everything. And also, well, they have a whole range of different ones. So they have soap and laundry. Oh. I haven't used them all, but I've used the cleaner for the kitchen. And then I noticed that it was leaving little rust spots on my stainless steel. And I was oh. like, well, that's not good. Looked up again. They have a stainless steel cleaner. Got that. It's that peppermint oil stuff. Smells amazing. Mm. Gets rid of any, like, food smells Ooh. and doesn't leave the rust spots. So there is a thing for everything. Yeah. A bit more expensive. You can get it in, like, Harris Farming kind right. of places. It's that kind of yes. posh level. But I highly recommend. Oh, that's exciting. And I feel like it's done what I wanted, which is to give me something that smells nice, yeah. that works, yeah. and that won't kill the planet. Yeah. Which, because um, I was always a bit of a... You know, good Dettol kitchen spray yes. or something. But man, I'm sure they're not terrible. No. But you just don't know. Ooh, sorry. Hello, Dettol. Um, sorry. <laughs> um, Later I'm a bit of a Besitos girl. Oh, yeah, Besitos hand wash. Oh, oh that's new. God, I haven't tried the that. The lavender yeah. one. Yeah. I had to buy a refill immediately oh. it smells so amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't tried good. their new range. Do you use the, sp- use the lavender spray? spray? No, the eucalyptus spray. Oh, yeah, and the lavender spray mm. is amazing too. Oh, yeah. hi, oh, no. Not an ad. Not an ad. That could be. Um, <laughs> I do love a cleaning product. I'm quite into my natural stuff at the moment. So clove oil, I've been yeah. using a bit of. That's good for bathrooms. Oh, yeah, it's a very strong smell. Though, I like the smell it? of it. It smells like Christmas. Oh, you know what it smells like to me? Yeah. Toothache. Toothache. <laughs> mm. Soz. Um, yeah, well, that's exciting news. Mm. So, what, sorry, look out for it in Harris Farm. Well, I think it's in those kind of posh grocery yeah. stores. You can also buy it online. Yeah. Um, and I buy it online and it gets delivered quite quickly. And I think if you buy wine and then buy the refill, it's a lot cheaper, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I highly recommend, and I don't highly recommend lots of things. No. Not well, an ad, though. Not either. an ad. All right, good um, on you. I just wanted to tell you. Thank you for sharing. Another thing I wanted to know, Lisa. Yes. Oh, well, hang on. Are we going to do What Hurts Now? Or are we going to do... Uh, no. Song? All right. Well, what song would you get cremated to? Why do you want to know this? What because is... there's an um, exhibition going on in London um, this weekend, actually. So it will yes. have happened by the time this comes out. But it's called What's, What's Your Hashtag My Last Song? Um, and it's um, hosted by this terminal illness charity, Marie Curie. And it, ex- and it explores the question, like, what song... I Your do phone's going crazy. I'll switch it off, shall I? Um, what song you would play when you wanted when you were dying or whatever? So 
let's have a look. It's basically, so a guy called um, Mark Torbett um, wrote to David Bowie once about a conversation he'd had with a dying patient and the letter went viral and it was retweeted by David Bowie's son and read by Jarvis Cocker and Benedict Cumberbatch at an event. Discussing how David Bowie's album had helped doctor and patient communicate openly about death, blah, blah, blah. Mm. It's very interesting. So it sparked this whole thing about music and memory and how it's connected to brain activity and how you choose songs often from your teenage years because it takes you to a happy place and all yes. that kind of stuff. People were talking about what they wanted to hear. Um, the Tramps Disco Inferno. So, as well? can I just ask, is this music to be cremated to or well, music to die saying, to? No, they're saying um, for your cremation. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, Disco Inferno, yeah, Highway to Hell. Yes. Good Grief, When the Party's Over. Things like Wind Beneath My Wings, mm. Robbie Williams' Angels, oh, obviously. No. That's always one. Um, My Way, of course. Um, Closing Time by Tom Waits. Um, and then, you know, a door song called Soul Kitchen or whatever. But, like, so I wondered, what would yours be? Um, what about Time of My Life? Time oh, of yes. My Life by Green Day. Oh, yeah. Or I've Had the Time of My Life. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Dirty Dancing. <laughs> yes. That's even better. <laughs> See, I'd still like Time me. of Your Life, Green Day, isn't it? Oh, yeah. You know that one? Yeah. Live the time of your life. That yeah. song makes me cry for some reason. Oh, yeah. Well, you put it out without a funeral, then, do you? Well, I won't care. I'll be dead. <laughs> okay. Um, I'd still like Angels. I know that's really sappy. Um, what about A Whole New World? <laughs> a Whole New World. What about Circle of Life? Oh, yeah. That would be good. Yeah. That'd be amazing. What about Hakuna Matata if we're going down the uh, Lion, Lion King, King route? <laughs> um, yes, okay. Well, anyway, it's food, food for, for thought. thought. Something to think about. <laughs> food, indeed, for some thought. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, shall we talk about what hurts now? Okay. What hurts now? now. This is yours. Oh, is it? Mm. What is it? Oh. Oh, unidentified sleeping, sleeping injuries. injuries. Yes. So, I just am finding that sometimes mm-hmm. I go to sleep absolutely mm-hmm. fine, mm-hmm. and then you wake up and you've done something, you've, you know, your neck... Quick your neck. Quick your neck, your shoulder's your gone. Mel, she did her shoulder in her sleep, she yeah. reckons, hurt your back. I had this thing, this is going to sound really weird, right? I woke up, and I was asleep on my back with my knee up, one knee up, right? Yeah. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Bent. Bent. Yeah. But I woke up just as my knee must have just gone flop. <laughs> and then I really hurt my sort of... Inside? Inner knee. Oh. Like something, something pulled, yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just weird, isn't it? It is weird. It is weird, sleeping injuries. Or you can scratch your face or yes. something. Yeah. I get injuries that come from the cat. Oh, yeah, scratches. As part of the sleeping yeah. process. Yeah. Um, I also... I have a bad back, as I probably have spoken about many yeah. times on this podcast. And indeed, we'll in the book, which is coming out Ooh, next year. That's right. This year. This year. This year. Um, sorry. This, this yeah. year. Um, but, um, so sometimes in the night I'll do something that will make it worse. Mm. But I don't know what it is necessarily because I'm asleep. No. Yeah, I know. Do you thrash around in your sleep, do you Ooh, think? thrash around. Um, I don't think so. I think probably I spend too much time in bed. Right. You've got bed sores. I've got bed sores. <laughs> it's my dream to get bed sores one day. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Uh. Well, so basically, you've, you've just like the, the, there's a high in a day's in a number of hours in a day. Yes. There's a more of a chance of getting injured. Yeah, <laughs> and I think I just end up like just basically my body just goes into some kind of weird <laughs> like, like blob. blob. Yeah. I should I just should true. go for a walk or something. It's funny actually because my husband is quite an active sleeper. Ooh. So he'll like move around a lot in yeah. bed. And he can talk a bit and yeah. he can make lots of sort of noises and get up suddenly yeah. and yeah, I do say that. things. And, yeah, and sort of, I do that. Yeah, and, but it's, I think that causes some danger. Yes. For, not for only the person doing it, but also for the person in bed with them. Yes. I remember a friend of mine used to have a sleepwalking partner who punched her in the head. Oh, yeah, that happens <laughs> but, as well, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, you got to yeah. be careful. I woke up during the bushfires because mm. obviously it was all, I think, a bit traumatic for people. And also because you could smell smoke yeah, all, the time. all the time. And I woke up at the window saying to my husband, um, the basement's on fire. Oh. And he was, and he said... We haven't got a basement. <laughs> I was like, okay. Always the sensible one. All right, then. Then you went back to sleep. And went back to bed, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's oh. funny, though, isn't it, when you wake up with yeah. an injury that you didn't go to bed with. Yeah. Anyway, that's my what hurts now. That's good, I don't have one. That's good. I mean, not that nothing hurts, but it's just the same old boring. Yeah. My back hurts, my yeah. knee hurts. I had an eye test done. Mm. And um, you know how you poo-poo me in on my twenty twenty vision, mm-hmm. because I wear glasses? Mm-hmm. The optician told me I've got better... Than twenty twenty vision. How can that? How can that even be? I don't know. That's you, what he said. She looks so proud right better, now. Better than. Yeah, I heard you. For long sight. For long sight. <laughs> oh, for long sight. Not for short. Not for reading. Right, but for reading signs. For reading away. signs and and um, you know reg- menus registration. Oh, yeah. Car registration because yeah. that's so important. Well, in case someone like does a hit and run near you, I suppose so. You could always, yeah. always call, call on, on me. You. <laughs> I'll, I'll be, be there. On the, on the I'll be there with my 20... Better than 2020 20 20 20 20 20 20 20 20 20 20 20 20 20 20 20 20 20 20 20 20 20 20 20 20 20 20 20 20 20 20 20 20 20 20 20 20 20 20 20 20 20 how many media outlets have used the 2020 vision um, thing for this thing year? For this year? So many. A lot. Yeah. Probably I have as well without, yeah. without even I'm knowing sorry. it. No judgment. Should we do <laughs> what? Oh, should we do Culture Club? Culture Club. Speaking of 2020 vision, yeah. I've been watching something which, um, you know, probably has an episode about that. I haven't got to the end of it yet. All right. But it's Goop Lab. Oh, yes. I've gone down the Gwyneth Paltrow Net- rabbit hole. Yeah. I've seen some trailers for it. I've seen the one where they're doing the cold swimming. Yeah. Have you watched that one? Yeah. Is it good? Yeah, it's very interesting. Does it make you want to go cold water swimming? It kind of does, because yeah. it's supposed to it help does. you. It kind of does. It's, um, it's quite good for anxiety yeah. and um, resetting your kind of mm. brain and stuff like that. The first one I watched was about taking hallucinogenics. Mm. Hallucinogenics is that the word? Hallucinogenics, well, like microdosing. Yeah, and not no, and also like normal dosing oh. and having an experience. And they did these. They have this great footage of people ha- taking ecstasy, but for a psych reason. Yeah, and then, you know you just kind of sit there going, oh wow, that looks good. So is this ecstasy though? Is it made it's in a lab? MMA made in a lab. Yeah, and so they can important. control it. Yeah. They give you a controlled dose. Yeah, and, and they then monitor they you. talk to you about the thing, and it opens yeah. up because obviously. So, so I hear when you take MDMA, you talk, you can talk a lot, and it can open up a lot of things. So, if you've been abused or you've yeah. had a terrible, well, that's what it was made for, wasn't yeah. it? 
then it can help you open up that door and, and talk yeah. about stuff that you've not wanted to speak about normally and um it's the the results are amazing now let's talk about gwyneth for a second <clears throat> is she annoying yes yes she yes. is is she white privileged yes yeah. yes she is mm-hmm. is she middle class and annoying and you know um has no kind of and is not in touch with the common man yes Yes, she is. I'm sensing a but. But yeah. I still enjoyed watching it. Okay. How long are the episodes? They're, only, they're not long. They're like half an hour, I think, oh, a bit longer. Yeah. But they're, um, it's just, and, and like no one's, they're all quite annoying. There's one really good one about sex, which I haven't watched yet, where, um everyone says is really good, where they talk about having orgasms and she doesn't even know what a vagina is. <clears throat> even though she's had her steamed regularly. Right. She thinks the vagina is the out, the outie right, bit. Right, oh. So there's a hilarious moment. Lots where, of women think that now, yeah, they don't. They? I think probably yeah. everyone does. But um, I, I find it interesting. I think because we've worked in magazines for so long and we we talk about these things all the time, it's just like watching a magazine article about it. It just happens that Gwyneth is there. She does wear lovely clothes. Yes, she is very far removed from anyone that we would know. Like you know what I mean? She's just so such a higher plane yes. but she doesn't I don't think that she takes it herself that seriously I think she you know I probably will watch it it's interesting yeah. it's interesting and okay. the guy who does the um, cold water swimming is amazing um, he's Swedish or something yeah and yeah. he had this awful thing happen to him which I'm not going to spoil All right. which is why he started doing it and um, it's really, you do, you really feel for him. And, the, you know, the, some of the people that in the first episode that I watched where they were taking the drugs, you know, they've had some awful things, to, traumas they went through, and they're very brave to do it on screen. Definitely. They, for all the things that people say, oh, yeah, it's all so, you know, contrived and she's so annoying. They, yeah, but they actually are going this. through these things, and it's an interesting journey for them, and they've got to lay themselves bare, Ooh. as it were. As it were. I would say watch it if you have Netflix and you've got nothing better to do, or if you're interested in that kind of alternative yes. therapy stuff, have a look. All right, I think I will. All right, good. <laughs> okay, then. All right, then. Do you want to talk about your other, your other thing? I thought you were going to do... Oh, your side hustle. Airhead. Ahead. Oh, yes. Sorry. Getting ahead of myself. Yeah, right. um, I also read a book. I'm in the middle of reading a book. Yes. It's called Ahead. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know if you could tell that. Um, and it is by, her name is, you will recognise the name, Emily Maitlis. Yes. Now, Lisa, do you want to tell us who she is? Well, I think she's the lady, the lady, who interviewed Prince Andrew. <laughs> she is that lady. Mm, she yes. did a great job of that. Yes. So she's a BBC, isn't she? Yes, she's a journalist, and she's written this book. And it's not that new. I think it came out in April last year. Mm. How did you come across it? I heard about it on another podcast, oh. I believe. But she um, basically writes this... Um, it's like a memoir thing about about getting into TV and how it all works and sort of the behind-the-scenes stuff so that you... If you don't really know how TV journalism works, you'll, you know, it'll amaze you how much work goes into things. You don't just turn up and do interviews and stuff. She's, and she also tells some stories about people she's spoken to, like Donald Trump, and she, go, she went to the Miss Universe pageant when he was, you know, doing that and about how he spoke to her... Then and about she also he talks to Simon Cowell, <clears throat> and then um, it's also going to be made into a TV series. Her book, like a like a oh. fictional oh that's fun TV show because it's so amazing. Oh. Um, it's just really interesting about if you're interested in TV yeah. and also because she's because she spoke to Prince Andrew. There's this whole thing about 
those men, you know, like yeah. sort of the asshole men and how how she deals with them as a woman, which I guess is where the airhead kind of yes. thing comes in. Obviously, people think that she's pretty and she's blonde and therefore she's not going to be very smart and they can pull the wool over her eyes a little bit. And they can't. And then they can't. And she's got, you know, she's quite savvy. She's good. Ooh, I like her. All right. The yeah. thing about Donald Trump is mm. because he was around so much in the public eye before he became president, like... Lots of people met him, didn't they? So lots of people have stories about Donald Trump, yeah. don't they? Like, I know two people who have had nights out with Donald Trump. I know one person. Yeah, we, mm. yeah. And so, I mean, they're both journos. Actually, one was a model at the time. But still, that's two people I know who have had nights out with Donald Trump, who is now the US president. Yeah. So he had this accessibility, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And so everyone's got a story about him. It's quite weird, isn't it? It is. And just that sort of thing when he was doing the um, Miss Universe and stuff, he was courting um, attention from yes. the media and he was letting them follow him around for the day yeah. and letting him do all these things. You know, you've seen documentaries on it in the past. and Yeah, yes. I was watching one about him the other day on Foxtel, which was um, they do, they've got this show about dynasties and they had the Trump dynasty. And then you're watching it and it's him and Jennifer Hawkins. Yeah. And you're sort of like, oh, yes, well, yeah. of course. They, you know, they have that history. So she's got that history with the President of the United States. It's amazing, isn't it? Know. Interesting to see if she'd ever tell the truth oh, about what happened there, I reckon. Yeah, she'd have some stories. She would. Because what happens when you win, you get an apartment in the Trump Tower for right. a year. You have right. to pay any rent or anything. Right. That's part of this book. Mm. Um, and so, you know, it's an interesting thing about you kind of... On the one hand, you're given all this amazing stuff, but on the other hand, you're actually kept within the Trump, you know, yes. on, you're on the payroll, essentially. Um, yeah. And so what does that mean? Yeah, what would you have seen? Fascinating. Fascinating. Okay. That's good. So there's yeah. two things that... Okay, you know, I'm quite... I'm, I'm interested in both of them. Yes. All right. Thank you for sharing. Any time. Okay. What's next? Well. Do you want to talk about identity theft now? I can do. Mm. How my identity theft thieves? Thefted. My identity was thieved. How? Um, well, we don't know. But um, the bank was onto it really quickly. Thank God. Thank God. And then when I went, actually went in there, they just put a stop on everything. And when I went in there, they called up my account and the identity thieves had actually gone in and changed my phone number. Wow. On my bank account. That is terrifying. Isn't it terrifying? Um, and then, so the bank was brilliant and dealt with all of that. And then Optus were like, whatever, don't care. Because <laughs> they basically, the bank said they'd ported my number mm. to another number but mm. then I suppose Optus have to say dunno not us mm. because otherwise their systems are at fault and then they put in two layer security or something with my phone right but then we're, my husband got a bank card from ING and it had his name on it and it was like welcome to your new bank account and we weren't sure because back in the day remember they used to send you out credit cards yeah and you could just go, oh, here's a nice credit card. I and then you use this. might use this. So I contacted them on Facebook and said, ING, and said, is this a marketing campaign? They said, oh, no, 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 contact us. So then they set up an account in his net. They set up an account in his name. And um, he ran through all the, de- all the questions. They only had two questions wrong. They had wow. everything else right. We were meant to go and report it to the police, but we didn't because we felt a bit stupid. What do you do? I've had my identity stolen. Yeah, I think, well, I think you should. Oh, okay. Because I feel like it's, yeah, I mean, very it's very underreported. 
very underreported. Because people feel stupid. Yeah. I mean, I've had things skimmed a lot, money skimmed yeah. out of my account a lot. I've never had my identity stolen. Well, it's, a, again. It, it's a massive problem, and luckily mm. we shut it down. But, um, but then a friend of mine was saying he had his email stolen. Wow. And you think, um, oh, well, I'll just get another email. But actually, like, I think it must have been his hotmail. Everything came off that email. So when he had his email stolen, he couldn't contact anyone or anything. Like, he couldn't wow. change his Facebook yeah, right. login. He couldn't, like, bank stuff. Like, all the stuff you've ever bought something from, he couldn't access any of it. Yeah, that's Like, terrible. that's your whole world. Yeah. Is it wrong, do you think, that I feel slightly nose out of joint here about the fact that no one's ever tried to steal my identity? <laughs> What's wrong with my identity? Once I got robbed, right, in our house in Tamarama in Sydney, and they kicked in the door, they went through my flatmate's stuff, stole everything, all they left were my CDs. <laughs> my choice of CDs without anything that were left. So I'm a little bit affronted that no one's trying to... Was it Spandau Ballet? Ballet? It might have been a bit of Peter Andre Ballet. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think, so, no. It's better not to, I think it's there? better not to. Right. Don't try and do it. But it is a bit of a wake-up call, and you do feel yeah. a bit like um, a sort of silly old lady or something, but I don't think we did anything wrong. The only thing I could think of was we had a big clear-out and that maybe they stole bank papers out maybe, of our bin. Maybe. But we, I'm pretty sure we'd shredded everything. But it does make yeah. you very paranoid. Yeah, it's terrifying. When people, when credit cards get stolen mm. and all that sort of stuff, you never know where no. what information ends Don't know up. What's going on, do you? No. no. Let's talk about something a bit less depressing yeah. than that. Okay, what is it? Um, are you glad mm. that you were in your 20s in the 90s and yes, not now? Yes, I am, Claire, and thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> I had it written on a bit of paper. Did you? Yeah. Just because I've got nieces and nephews and they're in their 20s. Mm. And, and I also I was reading a thing about how the 90s were the last sort of... It was like the last calm before the storm because mm. the 80s were quite turbulent. Yeah, there's lots of there was shit recession going on. and the threat of the war, of World War Three, yeah, or like nuclear, nuclear war. Chernobyl, mm. and then obviously then you had Y2K, mm. which we were all terrified of, and then like the last 10 years have been horrendous, and now we've got environmental. You know, I mean we had, I mean we had the GFC in 2008, yeah, and then now we've got environmental crisis now. Um, so actually the 90s were this real lovely 10-year period of calm, especially growing up in the UK because it was like rural Britannia and, every, and Britain was really, really yeah, cool. Yeah, Tony Blair. Tony Blair and all that stuff. Yeah. And I think, God, imagine being in your 20s now. It would be awful, wouldn't it? So I'm really trying to be less judgmental of young people. Right, OK. Well, because you have got a lot on their plates. I just don't think it's probably much fun and, like, at least we could go and get a job and the job was, you know, a staff job and not a contract or not a gig economy... And you're right, actually. You know, right. and you could probably get a share house in Sydney or London for you know, a hundred pounds or a hundred bucks a week. Yeah. As opposed to now, where yeah. it's three hundred bucks maybe. Yeah, and until recently, Sydney had lockout laws as well, so yeah. that would have been no like, fun. So no fun at all. Whereas yeah. other cities would have been fine. But I mean, London was you had to go and find your fun because the pub shut at half eleven, but yeah. you could always go into Soho and you know play up in Soho. Go to Stringfellows. Stringfellows. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just yeah, think, no, you I know, hear. I get it. They yeah. can't buy houses, can they? And no. have to stay and live it with their parents. I mean, forever. I guess the, you have to remember also, though, that they don't necessarily have the same ambitions as we do, or the same desires. Like they might not want to buy a house because that that ties you down to somewhere. You know, like things, some some of those kind of pillars don't exist necessarily anymore. So if yeah. you're putting your own, you know, desires yes. as a twenty year old on what. What people they want, want now. now they probably are different and some of them are because of what's happened yeah. and some of them are because you know they've learnt their lesson yeah or well maybe we can hear from some 20 year olds yes. and tell us is life fun or not <laughs> I think it's probably still fun probably but right, I always it? feel like I feel sorry for like teenagers and stuff too because I think you know you get told all the time you're not allowed to smoke, you're not allowed to drink, you're not allowed to, to fuck up the environment any more than it already yes. has been. You're not allowed to, you know... None of them have sex, do they? Yeah, you're not None allowed of to have that, sex. No young people are having no, sex. No, you can't do all these things, which we just did with sort of blindly mm. just went into life doing. Um, you know, and nowadays there's so many things you can't do because it will, because of the effect it has on something else. You can't smoke in the street, you can't smoke in a bar, you can't, you know, like, yeah. not that smoking is, <laughs> I don't know why I'm no. picking on that, but, you know. So there's, there's lots of rules, yeah, isn't there? Yeah, so as a teenager, you kind of like, I just want to be able to, like, climb a tree and break in my arm. Yeah. You know, pash some boy yeah. and, you know, eat a hot, yeah. and eat something off a polystyrene box. Yes. But then you see if you don't have rules, yeah. people go and fall off rocks taking selfies, don't yeah, they? And die because rules. of that. Yeah, you need I mean some what rules. a stupid reason to die. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, it's all very cheerful today. Yeah, Everything's cheerful. Well, no, I do want to talk about side hustles because you know how this is a side hustle. Yeah. And there's always pressure on side hustles these days to make money. Well yes. so your hobby to become a side hustle. Yeah. And I just wanted to say that um, I read this great story on Man Repeller. Which, of course, is that great website mm. um, about... Um, well, it was a fashion one to start with, and now it's got lots of great articles. And it's a story by Molly Conway on the modern trap of turning hobbies into hustles. And basically, all these sort of things, is, now the rules are, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Oh, you know, God. all that stuff. And, you know, you've got a dream and you can make it work well, for everyone you. Everyone can do what they love, though, no, can they? and also, you, know, you shouldn't feel like you had to. No, there's agree. No, there's, um, of course you can if you have something that you can turn into your life's work that's fine too yeah, well but there's done. also okay just to have a hobby the same way that you'd love a pet for its ability to enrich your life without any expectation that it will help you pay the rent yeah well, that's so nice that is nice because yes chances what's are what's your hobby watching telly yeah <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean complaining you, but I mean <laughs> but I mean at one point you were doing a TV blog weren't you about food shows yeah I was yeah and it's like well Maybe you just need to sit and watch the TV shows and enjoy yeah, them. Yeah, I do oh. like doing all those things. I mean, obviously, I like to talk a lot. Yes, and you know, and that has made that my career in in the fact that I write a lot. I yeah. suppose. Um, but basically, what I like to do in a hobby: sit around, yeah. play with a cat, play with a cat. How can you I make probably, money out of you that? You probably could <laughs> on the interwebs. I have a YouTube channel, can you? Well, look into it. I think you should. <laughs> um, on that note, I've just got a very one quick one. Oh, yeah. On our list, mm. it says you wrote this. Looking like your dad isn't good as a woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's something I've been thinking about for a while. But when people say we did a photo shoot, the we other did. Day yes, for the upcoming. Playing Devil's Avocado book, yes, which will be coming out in July yes. this year. We can talk about it more next. Well, you know, in coming months. Anon, 
But we need a photo shoot. And often in those situations, people will say to me, oh, you look like your dad. And I think that's nice. Like, you know, lovely to see a family resemblance. But my dad was a man. <laughs> I, I, I often I question the wisdom of saying to a woman, yes, you look like your dad. Yes. You could say you have the family traits of your father yes. or something. But looking like your dad is a woman. You don't want to look sure. like a man. No. No. I mean, not that there's anything wrong if you do you want to look like yes. a man. Yes. Well, you don't want to. No. Oh. I, mean, I love my dad, of course. Yeah. I loved him, and I and I am grateful that I can see my yeah. him in me. But yeah, maybe mm. not. My brother looks like my dad as well, but that's fine because he's a man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think, <laughs> what any, do you any, think I don't think anyone's ever told me I look like my dad. <laughs> oh, um, that's because I look like a man. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what I'd make of it. Uh, I get your point. Mm, I do mm, get your point. Mm. I do think as men and women get older, they. Um, they start to merge into one, though, don't they? Because mm. I'm thinking, like, my aunt. I've got a very elderly aunt who is my dad's big sister. And I see her once a year when I go back to England. And every time I see her, she looks more and more like my dad. Right. It's really, really weird. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. um, yes, I think sometimes elderly women can start to really look like men, and elderly men can look like women. Yeah. Does that mean that I just in downhill spiral from now to look like an old man? Yeah. Basically, <laughs> basically, yes. Right, well, on that note... Yep, something to look forward to. <laughs> okay, well, if you want to, like, chip in and make me feel yeah. great about myself, come to the PDAs um, on Facebook. Yeah. You can email us on weareplayingdevilsavocado at gmail.com. Or you see us on Instagram. See us on Instagram. And just write in, yeah, come along, have a chat, and um, we'll see you next week. Yay. See you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.